And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against network groups who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's going on, guys? Zach here. Welcome to another episode of MLM Rebels. I'm excited to spend a little bit of time with you all here today. I'm on a short drive right now and wanted to talk with you about where where to meet people if you're building the business using any sort of cold contacting and what to say in order to have maximum results. So if this is a uh, method that you're using to build the business or if you are building business a different way, but you just want to make sure that you're effective when you do talk to someone out there uh, in the cold market or out and about, I wanted to give you, I wanted to equip you with some of the things that you can use. So first and foremost, this is a topic that we used to uh, teach on quite a bit. This is a primary way that uh, I actually built the business. Ashley uh, built the business like this as well for a little while. So this was the way that um, this is the way that we really kind of came up in the business. So we have a lot to say on this particular on this particular topic. Um, if you want to get really in depth on this, we actually have a course. It sold a ton of copies. Um, one of our highest selling courses for sure. And um, what I'm going to do is so so the course retails. You know, the retail is somewhere around a couple hundred bucks. It's actually offered as an upsell in one of our funnels for a hundred, uh, wait, for $50 actually, for $50. And you can get it for 50 bucks. Or if you, if you're one of, I don't know, I don't know, if you're one of the first. So if you're very quick on this, if you leave a review and a rating on this podcast, I will give you total access to that entire course goes into extreme depth on basically everything that you can imagine in regards to the topic of cold contacting. We'll give you that totally for free. All you have to do is leave a review and a rating down below. If you do that and just let us know, let us know at support at ZacharySpear.com or send us a message at our Facebook page or just contact us in some way, we will get you access to that entire course or you can spend a few hundred bucks on it. Your call. Um, I don't know how I'm going to do that. So, um, take advantage of it like ASAP when as soon as you listen to this if you want that course do it because it's definitely not something that I'm going to keep out there because we still actively sell this course right now um, so again leave a review and a rating and we'll get you that it's called instant cold contacting hacks 
All right, so let's jump into things. So there's two major uh, there's two major things that people have questions about in regards to this topic. The first one is uh, where to meet people. Actually, there's three. Where to meet people? Where to meet people? What to say to start a conversation, and then what to actually do to transition that conversation into business. Those are the three major questions that people have. So let's cover them one by one. The first one is where to meet people. This is going to be different for everyone, but it's actually probably a lot simpler than you think. You're going to want to go to places that are where you're most comfortable. All right. So, uh, by the way, I just figured I would throw this in there, but if, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, this is not what we normally teach about. We teach about building online, using funnels and real marketing to grow your business. But once again, if you'd like to uh, make sure that you're getting results, if you do have a cold market conversation, this is how you this is how you do it. So we just want to make sure that you're equipped no matter what method you choose. But this is not a normal episode for us. Okay, anyway, so go to places that you're comfortable. So for instance, I used to be really into cars. Well, I still am really into cars. Cars was my main thing. It was the thing I was most excited about. Um, that's what I went to trade school for. I That's where I worked when I first, you know, my first multiple jobs were all at car dealerships or in shops, things like that. So I love cars. I It's like one of those things where I just kind of like retain information about them. So someone could be like, oh, did you see that car pass by us? You know, at 90 miles an hour and you got a half a millisecond glimpse at like I probably knew what it was when it came out what year it was all those kinds of things not because I'm smart because I'm just super into it right so maybe you're into movies right maybe you know all the new actors you're into pop culture maybe you're into uh you know fitness and you see <laughs> you see a new supplement and you 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 kind of just like already know all the data about it because you're super into that stuff or whatever so you're probably super into something go to places where you enjoy being and you're really into it um, and avoid places that you're not. So one of the things that I did is I went to gas stations all the time. Um, now, is that cool? Absolutely not. But I was comfortable there because what are people using at gas stations? They're using cars, right? So I would talk to people about their car. It doesn't matter what it was. I knew stuff about it. So I could start up a conversation about it. And even if I didn't, I could, you know, I could ask questions. Um, so if you're really into fitness, go to the gym, just like spend time at the gym. Um, if you are, you know, if you're like a nutritionist, you're all into food stuff, go to Whole Foods, go to healthy grocery stores. You know, you can talk, you'll be super, like the people that are in your areas, they're into the same stuff you are, right? If you find people at Whole Foods, not everybody's spending five times the amount of money on food like you are, right? Not everybody is going and, uh, to gas stations and I mean that's kind of a weird one because people obviously everyone's getting gas um but uh one another place I would go is like like auto parts stores now I stopped going there because generally the type of people in auto parts stores are not not generally uh what I'm looking for um but occasionally you'd find a good one right like I was a mechanic when I got in the business so it obviously happens so anyway go to places where you are comfortable if you don't know where that is just think about where you've been the past week. Obviously, you're comfortable at all those places because you went there. So just think about those places. All right. So now that you know where to go, now it's how to start a conversation. So this is really easy. And just realize this, that you don't have to feel pressure on yourself. If a conversation naturally flows, then you keep talking. If it doesn't naturally flow, then you stop talking. So you start a conversation. And if it feels like pulling teeth to get the conversation continuing 
then just stop. You don't have to worry about it. Just end the conversation and leave. And you don't have to feel bad. You don't have to feel guilty like you didn't do what you needed to do. You just need to move on and go talk to someone that you feel comfortable with. So, for instance, I guess the actual verbiage to start something. So depending on where I was at, I would say... A couple, a couple things. So if I was at a gas station, I would talk about the actual car itself. Now, if it was a, if it was like a piece of crap car, you know, first of all, I would question like, am I, should I really be talking to this person? Um, but if I did decide to talk to them, I would say something like, you know, I probably knew what it was. I'd be like, hey, dude, is that a '98? Right? '98, like Honda Accord or whatever. Is that a '98? Yeah, man. Actually, it's a '96. Oh, gotcha, dude. Actually, my my uh, my friend was looking at one for like a daily driver, and I would never say anything that was derogatory. Oh, yeah, I was looking at one to use in a demolition derby because they suck. Like I never said stuff like that, right? I said like, oh yeah, my friend was looking for one, and or I have a friend that you know uh, you know used to have one of those. Whatever whatever statement was true. Oh, I have a friend that you know was looking for a daily driver. He might be interested in that thing. Is it reliable? And I obviously ask questions that make sense, right? I'm not saying like, oh, sweet, do you pick up all the chicks in that 96 Accord? Like, that's stupid, you know? And it's if he's not sarcastic, it's going to be taken as derogatory. So uh, so I'd ask like, oh, is it reliable? If it was a nice car, like, you know, if it was an M3, you know, or like a new M3 BMW, I'd be like, oh, dude, I was, I was actually looking at those. I test drove one last week. And I did, right? I test drove one last week. How do you like it? You know, have you taken it to the track? Is it fun? Um, have you roasted the tires off of it yet, right? I'd ask these questions. And again, I knew these questions to ask because I was into this stuff. If you're like, oh my gosh, I could never ask those questions. I don't even know what an M3 is. Then don't go to the gas station talking about M3s, right? Go If you go to the gas station, go talk about something that you know about. Um, so start up a conversation about something other than them. For instance, if I would, my, the next place I went to was stores. So when it was like wintertime, I would usually still go to gas stations. But if I was feeling like I wanted to be warm, I would go into like a Target or maybe not a Walmart, but maybe a Walmart. And, um, you know, I'd walk in and if I found someone that looked sharp, first of all, I would completely profile them. I wouldn't just go talk to the, you know, random dude that is, you know, whatever. I'm not going to get into that, but I would profile them a little bit. And make sure, like, okay, if I got this person on my team, do like, would I be excited about introducing this person to my team or my wife or whatever? Once I have sufficiently profiled them, I would, uh, I would actually say something, right? And kind of my go-to play was almost always their shoes, and I and I'd say something like, you know, <laughs> like nice shoes, man. Where'd you get them? You know, it sounds super stupid, and it is, but it would get someone talking, right? Like, oh, uh, uh, oh, these are, these are, oh, I got these from Nordstrom, right? Or I got these from wherever, be like, oh, gotcha, dude. How long ago? I know it sounds super weird, and I would, like, literally call out, like, I know it sounds super weird asking people about their shoes and stuff, but um, I need a new pair. And, again, it sounds dumb, but you're just kind of breaking through that initial conversation barrier, and as soon as they said something that I could jump on, I would take it. So, for instance, like, oh, I got them at, I got them at, uh, I got them at Nordstrom. Like, oh, got it. Like, the one in Schaumburg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was on Schaumburg on, on golf and um, golf and, and Meacham. Oh, okay. So, like, do you work around here? And then I would, I would immediately dive into something that could give a little bit more depth. Be like, yeah, I actually work over at Zurich. Like, oh, dude, that building is massive. I have no idea what Zurich does. What do they do? Oh, they do insurance and stuff. And, and, um, and then if you just kind of stop talking, like, clearly I'm, like, prying, I'd just say, okay, that's cool, man. All right, have a good day. 
But if he like gave a little bit more, be like, yeah, I work over at Zurich, do insurance, or they do insurance and stuff. You know, I'm a data analyst, and um, yeah, man, that's pretty cool. Oh, sweet, dude. I've always thought, and then I would kind of dive in like the data, the data analyst thing. But like, oh, I've always kind of wondered about like data analytics and stuff. I'm like totally terrible with data. How do you like doing that, right? And then I would I would kind of dive into that that rabbit hole if I could. So. That is, um, that's basically how you start. So talk about something that's other than what they've, that other than them. So, hey, how are you? Like that mo- in most cases, that's going to seem weird. Like the, the dude, the creepy dude staring at you, right? Like, hey, how are you? You know, you want to, you want to, you want to talk? Like, no. Um, but if you talk about something other than them, it totally breaks down those walls, right? So I, uh, I knew a guy that would, like, he was a big sports dude. He knew a lot about sports. I know nothing about sports. And he would wait until he saw someone with some type of a sports jersey, sweatshirt, shirt, anything. And, you know, if someone walked past with a USC shirt, be like, oh, hey, man, USC, you play there or are you just a fan? And that starts off a conversation every time, you know, someone walks past with a Yale shirt, same exact thing. Hey, gee, you go there, you're just a fan. And so, you know, that's a really good way to start things, um, especially with, you know, like someone has a Denver Broncos jersey on, right? Or they have a Broncos shirt. You would be like, hey, you from Denver, or you're just a fan. So these are great ways to just kind of break that initial conversation barrier. And once again, take the pressure off. Your goal should be to start conversations, not to... Um, worry about what happens next. Okay, just start them. The right people you'll have good conversations with organically. Think about your best friends. You probably don't even know how you became good friends with them in most cases. It's probably because at some point in time when you became friends, the conversation just flowed and it worked out good. You didn't have to force it. Same thing here. Your best people in business, you're not going to have to force stuff that hard. They're just going to happen as long as you know the right process to take them down. All right, so the third thing is when do you transition into business? And that is um, a very easy answer, um, but it's also typically hard for people to really understand. You transition into business when it makes sense. Sometimes that could be literally on the spot. Sometimes that could be in three weeks. Sometimes that could be in three months. So your goal, like I said, is to see who you make a connection with. That's your goal. It's not to bring up the business with people. Or anything like that. Now, if you if you're in a spot where you're trying to hit a particular goal, like right now we're having, you know, we're, we're all pushing for a, a team goal. Um, if you're in that spot, that's fantastic. But don't ruin your business trying to hit a goal too fast. You want to focus on connection in this case, and then once you build up enough connections, you'll eventually start hitting all of your presentation goals. So, for instance, if you have a goal of five presentations a week or ten a week or whatever. You know, you're, if you're building a business entirely off of cold contacts, you're probably not going to hit it the first week. That's fine, but you probably should be hitting it the second and third week because you'll have enough connections going where you'll start bringing a business with all of them. And as long as you stay consistent, you'll never run out again. So don't force it if it doesn't make sense. So have the conversation, and if it goes really good, you'll find a time where your business can be interjected well. And I'm going to talk to you about, about how to do that in a moment. You'll find a time where it can be interjected well. For instance, if you're having a conversation and it's five, ten minutes long and you're talking about you know, their, their work and, well, first of all, the things you want to hit on to have a good conversation is family, occupation, recreation. We used to it's just call it four, F-O-R, family, occupation, recreation. You talk about those three things, 
you generally have a good conversation going. And I usually find that you only really need to hit on, you really only need to hit on one to have a, uh, a decent enough conversation. If you hit on two, you probably got a solid connection. And if you hit on three, you're probably going to be really good friends. And again, it happens semi-organically, but again, it gives you some things to talk about. So to, a good place to bring up the business is typically when you are talking about any of those three and they get deep enough to where it makes sense. For instance, if you're talking about uh, work, if they say that, you know, I'm a data analyst, oh, cool, how long have you been doing that, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, well, I've been doing it for about six years. Um, I really, you know, I do really do enjoy it. Um, and then if he kind of stops there, you know, or if I can pull it out of him, be like, oh, that's cool, man. So do you see yourself like taking over the company someday or starting your own thing? Or where do you see yourself? That is almost always a surefire way to get them into their professional dreams. And they'll be like, oh, no, dude, I totally don't see myself there. I want to start my own thing. I want to open a bakery, right? Or no, I, yeah, dude, I totally see myself taking over the place, right? Or actually, man, I just want to be a data, data analyst forever. Think about that for a second and realize why they said it. Number one, are they really that ambitious? Most of the time, no, but maybe they are. Maybe you just haven't hit on their hot spot yet or their hot button, if you will. So what if they what if they're like oh that's cool man so like why like what is it about being a data analyst that you want to do that forever? Well man honestly it's just it's a it's a super stable job and um, the main reason is because my family like my wife uh, my wife stays home with the kids or she owns her own business or whatever she does and there's some instability there with like her starting her own thing and we just want to make sure that we have the insurance for for the kids and stuff and in case we have another little one coming along the way we just want to make sure that at least at least one part of our world is secure or maybe it's vice versa maybe she's the one with the job and he's the one chasing the thing or he's a stay-at-home dad whatever the case is but maybe he just revealed there like they're actually after security he's out he's staying in that job because it's the most secure position in the company and he wants to you know take care of his family like okay got it dude so like your main thing is just make is taking care of your family yeah dude so how many how many kids do you have and you see him diving down that rabbit hole now so whatever the case is i think number one best thing ever is to promote something else in your business other than you and then probably leave the conversation or leave it with a hook it's generally the best play is typically not to bring up your opportunity on the spot uh, i did that for a long time we got results doing it but it is a very high pressure way to build the business and it can kind of suck um, nor is it that effective so the most effective thing to do is uh um, geez, I'm blanking for a second. It's to promote something in your business other than yourself. The most easy example is your upline, but not to do it in a stupid way. That's how most networkers do it. They do it in some dumb way. Oh, I work with someone who's retired. Yay. Like, don't do something like that. So here's what I mean. This is usually a good way to bring it up. I usually try to get people talking about recreation. Okay. Now, this is fairly easy to transition to i have i typically have some type of their work life stored away in my head um so i can use that later when i call them about the business but right now i'm trying to push them towards what they did over the week or over the weekend um hopefully for fun but it doesn't have to be so this usually i do something like this you know so so if it's like if it's thursday or friday be like god man so what are your plans for this weekend or if it's a little early in the week, if it's Wednesday or Tuesday, be like, oh, cool, man. So what did you do, what did you do last weekend? right? Or even, so what are your plans for this week? What are your plans after work this week? 
or whatever, right? I'll just get them saying something. What are your plans this weekend? What are your plans after work? What are your plan? What did you do last weekend? I'll get them talking about something like that. So, so, so what are you doing this weekend, man? And they'll be like, oh, you know, I'm playing softball or I'm taking the kids out or going to go work out, um, whatever. I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And then usually, usually they'll say, what about you? If it's, once again, if it's a good conversation, they'll say, what about you? If it's not, if they just say, oh, I'm taking the kids out and they, they basically kind of close the door, just walk away. You don't have to force this, right? So, so they'll usually say something like, so what about you? And then this is, this is your time to shine. You'll say something quick, you know, and then you're going to dive into a mini promotion. So I'll do, I would say something like this. So what do you do? So what are you doing this weekend? Oh, I'm a softball, blah, 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 blah. What about you? I mean, I'm actually, I'm going to, I'm doing a, you know, a little bit of shopping. Got to take care of a few things. I got to pick up a new pair of like noise canceling headphones. Cause I, you know, work for, uh, we're going to work inside all the time, do around a bunch of people and I uh, like to kind of stay focused. And then I'm actually hanging out with, uh, with a friend of mine, Steve. He's, um, He's a really cool dude. Actually, we're going up to we're going up to you know Mount blah blah blah, and we're gonna go hike the mountain. And um, dude, he's like insane. So he's actually he's actually a, a coach of mine, a business coach coaches me in business. And um, the dude the dude started working for himself when he was thirty, I think. And when he was thirty three, uh, he was making a multi six figure residual income. And so he's basically been like quasi retired for the past like 17 years or so and um so it's like super annoying to hang out with him because like you know do we do okay yeah but like do we have that type of residual income like no definitely not and so it's like super fun but also super humbling to be around him but um but yeah man so yeah that's what i'm doing and uh, hopefully trying to keep up and then i'll stop and 99 percent of the time if you do that good they will say like wait what'd you just say or were you a friend that retired or like quasi retired at 33? Wait, what you hold on multi six figures of passive income by early 30s? What? Almost always, they'll say something, they'll question something if they're ambitious. If they're not ambitious, they'll be like, that's cool. Just imagine that. Imagine if I said that to you, and you before you ever heard about network marketing, and you just were like, that's cool. Like, would you say that's cool? No, probably not. You'd be like, wait, wait, what? That's there's a correlation. <laughs> you would question that because you're in the business, right? So who do you think is going to question that? People that should get in the business or people that shouldn't? People that should. So I leave a cliffhanger there. And they're like, wait, what? And then they'll, 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 they'll kind of say a few things. They'll ask a few questions. I'll almost always kind of deflect them. Be, be like, you know, they'll be like, wait, so what do you guys do? Oh, we do marketing, man. It's all good. But yeah, man, I'm pretty pumped for it. And I kind of like deflect them. I, I'm, I'm not trying to chase them, right? I want them coming after me, right? So I'll kind of deflect them. Be like, yeah, man, we do, we do some marketing stuff. It's pretty fun. But anyway, man, yeah, we should totally keep in touch, brother. And then just like kind of cut it off. And then be like, yeah, totally. Be like, all right, let's, yeah, dude, yeah, sh- give me your number. And then this is key. And if this is key right here. Pull out your phone and take their number. Be like, yeah, dude, give me your number. Pull out your phone, type in their number, and then text them. Don't do it the other way. Don't say, give me, don't say, don't say, here's my card. Here's my number. Don't do any of that stuff. Take theirs. Like, depending on which way the conversation went, be like, yeah, man, give me your number. Pull your phone out right there and start typing it in. Or um, be like, yeah, man, give me your card. And then take their card and then you can text them later or whatever. All right. So that is the overview. And I gave you a lot more depth actually than I was expecting. I just kind of dove into that. Um, so I did this, this was my main core business model for like six years. This is what I did for 
five to seven nights a week for six years straight, multiple hours a night. Um, and um, I would, if if you're building the business now, this shouldn't be your core way of building the business, I, I believe. There are way more effective ways. What we talk about here at MLM Rebels is all about using sales funnels. It's all about using, getting people to come to you, right? Using the internet. That's our goal, right? We use real marketing tactics. That's, what I, that's how we build a business. I believe that's the best way to build a business from now, like now on. Um, but we still find ourselves occasionally in conversation with people talking about our business. And that's kind of the way that we still do it even today. Now, I'm not going out and starting random conversations anymore on purpose, but they still happen, right? So you, sometimes you can't take it out. You can't take it out of someone. But if, you know, if you're building up your funnels and it's taking you a while, don't take, don't get zero results while you're building your funnels up. Don't get zero results. Go out there and go out for 30 minutes a day. Go out for a quick hour. Even if you're not going out specifically to contact, like you're going to go out, you're probably going to go out for the groceries. You're probably going to go out and do stuff. When you're out, just spark up a conversation. See where it goes. If it goes somewhere, great. If it doesn't, who cares? Take the pressure off yourself, right? Just make a go. Say hi to three people tomorrow. Don't even say hi to them. Comment on their shoes. Comment on their car. Don't have to put this immense pressure on saying hi to people, having conversations, none of that stuff. Just while you're out tomorrow doing your daily tasks, comment on three people in some, in some fashion. Hey, man, not, nice, nice briefcase, whatever, nice, nice briefcase. I don't know what to say that. But like if you're, you know, if you're, if you're a woman, hey, nice purse, right? Hey, nice shoes. If you're a guy, nice, nice shoes, nice, nice, um, nice tie, right? I like that car, whatever. Just comment on a few people's things. There's no reason that you can't get results with this even as you're building a more effective long-term strategy. And like right now, we have a long-term effective strategy that we use, but when we're out and about, like do we occasionally spark up conversations? Of course, I started a conversation the other day. Was it to get them in my business? No, it was just to have a conversation. Will it turn to business one day? Maybe, right? And maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But either way, I at least, I at least still kind of do that. So anyway, hopefully this helped. If you want some really in-depth training, once again, we have a course called Instant Cold Contacting Hacks. It goes into everything that I just talked about in more depth, plus more. Um, and I think you really, really get a lot of value out of it if you got value out of this podcast. Once again, uh, the cheapest you can buy it for is $50 through an upsell sequence. You have to buy another product first. Retail is two or 300 I don't remember. Um, retail is two or 300 bucks on that thing. Um, but like I said, the cheapest you can get is 50 bucks after you buy another product. Um, and so if you want a copy of that course, I'm going to give you a copy of that course. We actively sell it today. It's not discontinued. It's not old. It is something that we sell people paying money for it literally as we speak all the time. And I'm going to give you a free copy of that course. All I have to do is go down below, leave a review and a rating, and let us know that you did that. You have to do it on iTunes, by the way. Um, so leave a review and a rating down below. You do that. We got you. We're going to send you a copy of that course. Do it really fast, though, because as I was just saying that the first time at the beginning of this episode, I was like, do I really want to do that? Do I really want to give that away? So I don't know how long I'm going to do it. So if you are listening to this now, um, do it. Okay, go do it, and you're good. But if you listen to this like super long time from now, um, you know, just do it anyway. Maybe we'll give you one, but I don't know how long we're going to do it. I don't know how, long, how many we want to give these we want to give away because it's a very profitable course for us. So go ahead and do that and we'll send you a copy of that course. Also, if you want to learn more about uh, network marketing tactics, building online, right? Getting people to come to you. In fact, we have people on our team that are getting hundreds of people a week to come to them, give them their name, email, and phone number and ask them about their company or our company, right? I'm gonna show, we can show you how to do that at the MLMRebelsBlueprint.com. So anyway, it was amazing spending time with all of you today and um, appreciate you.